Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. Glory to God. So this is episode three of the series, New Creation. Hallelujah. And um, I've noticed that often when I do series like this, um, it, it's often a challenge for some because uh, to go from knowing something to experiencing it is a whole different journey. You know, the father's journey in life is from the head to the heart. To carry what you know and make it yours. What is in your head for it to live out in your life. I've noticed that that's the father's journey for the Christian. So many of us have a mental experience of God. You may hear what I'm saying every week. You may know scriptures. You may be able to quote the Bible, know where every comma is, where every punctuation mark is. But you don't have a lived out experience of the word of God. And the new creation, I'm standing, when I stand here and I'm telling you that you are new in Christ Jesus. Many of you are listening to what Jesse is saying, but it seems like your life does not match what I'm saying. So, is it the fault of the word of God? Or is it our fault? Often, I feel like, because we just have that mental ascent, just this mental experience of God. Where we have, but we don't have a lived out experience of the word of God. There is a gap and we must cross it. Are you with me? We must cross that gap. So if for the past, this is the third week now and I've been, I'm, I'm telling you that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm not just saying something that should be known. I'm saying something that should be lived out. And I'm echoing This is not a Jesse's concept. This is something that Jesus himself teaches. Are you with me, tribe? Come, who is from Benin? I'm joking, no. I'm joking. Edo people, don't catch me in the night. So, like, (laughs) I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. There is a gap and we must cross it. Like the, the, the word of God must be experienced in our lives. Are you with me? But I've noticed that many our, our, our issue is our pattern of thinking. is the way we think about God. I've said several times from this pulpit that I've quoted Toza saying, Toza saying the most important thing to us is what we think about God. The most important thing about us is what we think about God. When you think of God, what do you see? What comes to mind when you think of God? Do you see a judge? Do you see a judge just waiting to tell you that you're doing bad things? Do you see a judge just waiting to tell you that you're doing bad things? Just waiting to strike the, um, the hammer and tell you that I've just been waiting to judge you. Do you see an angry God who is waiting to strike you down? The highest revelation of God is that of fatherhood. Hallelujah. 
Are you with me? The highest revelation is that of what? Of course he's a king. Of course he's a judge. But the highest revelation we can have of God is that of Father. And that is the new that the Lord came to introduce under the new covenant. That we can cry, Abba, Father. That our spirit bears witness that we are sons. So the highest revelation we have of God is what? Fatherhood. And the highest revelation we have of ourselves is what? Sonship. Are you with me, tribe? Is what? Sonship. So no matter if you like, go to the 11th heavens. No, the, the hierarchy of demons and the, uh, 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 the hierarchy of angels. All that Jesus wants you to know is that God calls you son. Are you with me? That we have been born again. We have been born into what? Sonship. We have been born into a family of God. And God himself is the head of that family. That he is Abba. He's our protector and he's our provider. He's our source. Glory to God. So the journey from this mental, not this mental ascent to a lived out experience is what I'm hoping we'll treat tonight. I'm hoping that, I said tonight, this morning, I'm hoping that by the end of this sermon, you'll be able to change the way you're thinking. So Paul was telling the Roman church in Romans 12, he says that, I beseech you to offer your bodies, what, as a living sacrifice, right? Because this is your reasonable act of what? Of service or of worship, right? He now says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. But what? Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. I love the way the NLT puts it. The NLT says, change the way you think. Turn to two people and say, tell them, change the way you think. Turn two people, two people. Change the way you think. You know why? Because you are no longer dead. So we must not think what? Dead thoughts. Because, like the philosophers say, we are what we think. So what fills our minds, we become. What we behold, we become. So Paul is saying that what? Renew your mind. Be transformed. And I told us last week that conforming means to what? To take the shape of something. But transformation, it means to change, literally. Change your being. Are you with me, tribe? So he says, be transformed. How? By changing the way you think. We cannot continue thinking the way the world thinks about marriage, money, sex, identity, and every other sphere of life. We must change the way we think. What then do we fill our minds with? We fill our minds with the thoughts of God. And where, where, where has God documented his thoughts? In his word. Hello, tribe. God has documented his thoughts in his word. So if you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, we are called to think not after the patterns of the world, but after the patterns of God's, th of God's thinking pattern. Amen. Glory to God. Now, many of us, these are the things hindering you 
from having a full experience of all that God says you are. Number one is fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of failure. Fear of what will people say. Many of us are denying ourselves a full experience of sonship. We are denying ourselves a full experience of what? Of God's fatherhood. You know, often, uh, earlier in tribe, I used to say, God is not an African dad, right? And um, we'll laugh, and, but I now realize that not many of us have the same experience. For instance, the, the experience I had with my dad is not the same experience Eva had with her father. Now, I had a great experience, you know, um, before my dad passed. But I, <laughs> Eva had a greater experience with her own father. So, is he not an African dad? <laughs> he is, but I used to say it, and, you know, it was just this cliche thing because we have this, our generation has this thing of, you know, bashing our parents and making fun of them. And in a way, you know, they all have the same characteristics. And, you know, many of us are now turning into our parents. I'm seeing some of you do God forbid. I'm, I'm seeing it. You now shout, you, you're now shouting at the TV uh, when you watch films, just like your mom. You are um, sending for the remote. Um, our baby will turn one very soon. I can't wait. No, that experience has to be complete. Do you understand? The remote will be in front of me here, and she has to come and give me. It has to be complete. But you get what I'm saying? Like, often I noticed that our generation. In our, we, we in our bid to not want to live out what may have been abusive in our homes, we don't even run to, we don't know what truth to run to. So we end up creating our own truth. And it is just a different version of your parent in newer clothes, in newer bodies. So, fear is, one, is what I believe is one of the first things that denies us from having a full, lived out, new creation experience. And we must deal with fear. For we've not been given the spirit of fear, hallelujah tribe, but we've been given what? The spirit of sonship. Glory to God. The response to fear is a reminder of your identity in Christ Jesus. And who are you in Christ? You are a son. We must kill fear. Fear has no place in the new creation. Amen. Another thing I have noticed is strife. My goodness. Many of us, people are living rent-free in our heads. Some people don't even know that, you've, that they hurt you. Some of you are beefing other people because they beefed your friend that you've never ever met on Twitter. You're carrying strife. And everywhere you enter, you suck out the joy in the room. People avoid you. It's not body odor. It's, you're, you're, you're not joyful. Strife has just turned you into something else. 
Stronging your face up and down. But strife has no place in the life of the new creation. Glory to God. Offense has no place in the life. Do you know anger is not a sin? But anger turns into offense when we allow it fester. Are you with me? So what is the response to strife and offense? It's forgiveness. And here's what my father, my parents-in-law taught me about forgiveness. We have to ask for forgiveness from three people. We ask forgiveness, number one, from God. Number two, from the other party. And number three, you ask for forgiveness from yourself. There are three people that you ask for forgiveness. So strife is not part. Offense is not part of the new creation experience. Amen. Can everyone pay attention, please? Offense and strife is not part of the new creation experience. You can't continue denying yourself. You know what? Many of us are asking the Lord to bless us. But he's saying, can you drop what is in your hand? What's in your hand? Uh, uh, offense. Say, Lord, but how can I forgive? The Lord is saying, can't you see I'm making room for you? Can't you see I'm making room for you? Drop this. Cast your cares and your burdens on me. Hallelujah. We need to kill fear. We need to kill strife and offense. And the third thing I've seen, covetousness, envy, jealousy. You want what others have. Not that you're inspired by it. You're saying, why is it not me? That was proposed to. Why is it not me doing the proposing? Why is it not? Um, there's this, there's this, um, there's this, there's this rapper. I, 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 he had a song where he said, uh, um, because he he gave up something. Um, um, the 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 secular rapper Drake took his place. So in his mind, he was saying that where Drake is, that's where he would have been. He's saying that Drake took what was his. Now, I'm just making an example. That many of us don't understand something, that the enemy makes you think in, in limitation. So your envy, your covetousness is because you think things are scarce. So you're fighting for the same girl. You're fighting for the same things. You're fighting for the same man. You're fighting for the same opportunities. Meanwhile, the Lord is telling, just as he told our father Abraham in Genesis 13, look to the north, south, east, and west. Anywhere your eyes see, it is yours. We should not be like Lot and look and just see the grass is green on that side. My brother, it could be carpet grass. Am I lying? Have you admired someone for so much that you, got, you get close to them and you're just like, ah, this is not what I see on the ground now. This is. His carpet is branding. It's marketing. Fear. 
What's the second one? Strife and offense. The third one, covetousness, jealousy, envy, has no place in the life of the new creation persons. Glory to God. Why are you competing? Now, it's good that you're inspired by people, right? But somebody bought, it's Tokumbo Boka he bought. You are jealous of Tokumbo. Tokumbo ka- Sorry, you say we should stop saying Tokumbo because that's second hand. You're jealous of second hand car. No, 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 no. We have to change. Amen. That is not the mindset of the mindset of the new creation people is a mindset of abundance. So we look like Abraham and we see that everywhere we go, north, south, east, west, it is ours. Hallelujah. It is for us. The Lord told Joshua, anywhere you step, I have given you. Amen. We must deal with the covetousness, the envy, the jealousy in our hearts. Are you with me? We must deal with the fear. We must deal with what the strife and the offense. then we must deal with this sense of victimhood, this defeatist mentality. I'm where I am because my uncle did not pay my school fees. If only she had said yes to me. If, if we must deal with this defeatist mindset. Are you with me? Loss happens to everybody. Do you know the beautiful thing? Jesus said that trouble will come. Am I lying? He said trouble will come. But is our approach to it, every challenge, we must turn trouble into this mindset of challenge. This defeatist mentality of saying Nigeria is happening. Yes, Nigeria is happening to all of us. I agree. But we must really change the way we see this thing. Many of us know people who are thriving. Even in the economy. That Amen. Amen. You guys can hear me? So we must turn this defeatist mentality and stop blaming if only, if only I had done this. If only this had happened to me. If only I had schooled abroad. If only, no, you are a new creation person. We live in victory. We have the mindset of victory. Paul tells us that the Lord leads us in perpetual victory. Victory after victory. So you are actually an undefeated champion. Are you with me? He leads us in a procession of victory. You know how in the olden days, in the ancient times, after the men of the nation had, of a particular kingdom had gone to war, they would come back in victory, sometimes with the heads of their enemies, announcing that what? Victory. Are you with me? So Jesus, after making a show of the enemy, after making a show of the devil, hallelujah, behind, behind him is us, is the whole procession of the saints just marching in victory. Then why are we having a defeatist mentality, tribe? People of God, we must become who we really are. And who are we? We are victors. 
We are victors in Christ Jesus because Jesus has won it all for us. Hallelujah. So our mind is one of the biggest things. So tell your neighbor again one more time. It says change the way you think. Change the way you think. And that means we must become awake to what God is doing. So last week, I said that God is doing a new move, right? We must, in every generation, God is doing a new move. Our duty is to ask what he's doing and partner with him. And at the tribe this, this year, we are saying that what? We are what? The move of God. Because God's plan is to redeem the city of Abuja. God's plan is to redeem our neighborhood, is to redeem our family. We are ministers of reconciliation. That is the move God is doing. And this, this year at the tribe, we are saying, yes, we are going to be your hands and feet. We are going to represent you here on earth. Abby? Now, I want you to see something. We've said this from watch nights. We've prayed. We've been praying. We're in the month of May. But still, some of us are sleeping. Still, some of us are awake, but we don't understand what's happening. You may come to church like this. Okay, let me, let me give you an example. In Luke 10, something interesting happens. God, um, Jesus rather, goes up the mountain. Jesus is God. Jesus goes up the mountain with three people that he invited them to have a special experience. Peter, James, and John. Jesus is praying, and the Bible tells us as Jesus was praying, his face, what, starts to change. His, his, even the clothes on his body starts to change. Then they see Elijah and Moses descend. But do you know what Luke records? He says the disciples were heavy with sleep. He says they were heavy with sleep. Have you seen someone sleep at a concert? Have you? Do we have, I know some of you are here, the heavy sleep. I have a friend that can sleep through the end of the world. Like he won't move. That's not you in Jesus' name. How is it that number one, you are with Jesus. You see his face starts to change. Isn't that something that... You should be like, guy, 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 stay awake. You people are slapping each other, stay awake. You're seeing something you've never seen in your life. You're seeing his clothes change. Then you see two people, Elijah and Moses, depend, and you are responding to sleep. Nine, Nehi. That's not your portion in Jesus' name. But here's the thing. They said to become fully awake. Same verse. They said they were heavy with sleep, Right? What they see, they see Elijah and Moses descend in glory. They see Jesus being transfigured, but they are battling sleep. Then they become fully awake. But here's the interesting thing. Peter, because Moses and Elijah, they are ministering to Jesus, and they are talking about Jesus' departure. That's what the Bible says, about Jesus dying, right? Peter interrupts their conversation. Just imagine how rude that is. Number one. And G Peter is like, bros, bros, Jay. Don't be angry. This is amazing. Can James and John just run down sharp, sharp and bring tents? Let's never leave this place. I love how Jesus ignores them. And even as Jesus had invited them to a new thing that was happening, 
all they wanted, they were excited by the old, by Elijah, the glory of the old. They were excited by Elijah and Moses, the prophets and the law. Meanwhile, Jesus was being transfigured right in front of them. Well, see, here's the thing. The Bible says that they saw Elijah and Moses in glory, right? It's God that had to come and part the skies and say, Hey, this is my son. He is my beloved. He is my chosen. Listen to him. Because the law represented by Moses, even though it's the word of God, points to who? Jesus. Elijah, representing the prophets, points to who? Jesus. So, in the last days, um, God used to speak through the law and the prophets, but now he's speaking through his son. He's telling Peter, listen to my son. He is my word. Glory to God. Many of us, we come to church. Like, they are not singing hymns. They are not, do you understand? They are not, they are not singing hymns. The drum, why are they using drums? Where's the organ? Where's the this in my church? My... Okay, fine. You had a beautiful experience. But can you see God doing a new thing? We are so caught up in the glory of the old. Meanwhile, Jesus, like God himself, is having to slap them to come awake and say, Hey, this is my son. Listen to him. Pay attention. Can you behold what is happening? God is doing a new move. Do not be caught up in the glory of the old. And here's the beautiful, as God spoke that thing, the Bible says that they saw Jesus in glory. So they were awake, but God slammed them into spiritual awakening. Are you with me? Then they saw Jesus. They were so, they were so captured by what they saw, they could not even speak of it when they came down. Are you with me, tribe? So you come to church, you hear tribe say, we are the move of God. We even recite it. But are you awake to what God is doing? Are you being part of the new move of God? Are you responding to what he's doing in the now and not being caught up in the glory of the old? Say, that year I used to be on fire for God. God forbid that is your testimony. Say, oh no, I just look at these people now. That year in uni, we used to pray. God forbid. Do like this. God forbid. That's I want to, this is not my test, it's not my portion. We must behold the new. Glory to God. What is the new? Jesus is moving in every generation. He wants to redeem people. He wants to redeem cities and nations. He wants to draw the lost to the Father. And we, we are saying, we have tasted, we have seen. And our response is, Lord, we want others to taste and see. Glory to God. So I believe that number one, we deal, we defeat the, our old way of thinking in fear, in um, strife and offense, in jealousy, envy, and covetousness. We deal with that. Then we must come awake, we must come alive to see what God is doing. Then now, we must what? Put on the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Everybody, are you with me? We must put on the mind of Christ. You know, I had something beautiful. Um, I, um, 
I don't know when are you do you have this experience when you're reading the Bible and one rev just hits you? You're looking for who to who who do you understand? So sometimes Eva is my first um what's the word? Uh, <laughs> did you say tribe? <laughs> well, she's my first tribe. But she's the she's the one I'm testing revs on. Anyway. But in Ephesians 6, right, Paul says what? You should put on the whole armor of God. And I just had this mental image of David going to war with Goliath. And Saul, wanting to protect David, tells him to do what? Wear his armor. And David cannot even move. Why? Because Saul was actually the tallest guy in Israel, as recorded in the book of Samuel. Can you remember? So his armor was even too big because David was, what, a 17-year-old kid. So he couldn't move. Like, they would have used David to place away. But he says, I will go in what? The armor of the covenant. Because he says, who is this one defiling? Who is this speaking to us like this? And Paul, in Ephesians 6, he says, put on the whole armor of God. Are you guys grabbing us? That God's armor, what he wears to go to battle. He's saying, it is your size. Tribe didn't get it. Why is this not working? <laughs> what God goes to battle with, he's saying, it's your size. Are you with me? Thanks, babe. He's saying, it's your size. Put on the whole armor of God. We have the mind of Christ. Put on the mind of Christ. So what is inside of you is infinite. Are you with me? What we go to battle with is the same thing God goes to battle with. Do you understand, tribe? Anyway. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God. And now, it's not just that we, 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 we you know, like I, I'm saying, like our generation in our, in our bid to not be like our African customs and traditions, we don't, we now adopt a whole another philosophy which is not perfect and we end up in the same cycle of abuse and abuse and abuse. But now, Paul is saying, do not conform to the patterns of this world. Do not conform to the philosophies. Do not conform to the way this world thinks. Rather, adopt the mind of Christ. Make the mind of Christ yours. Are you with me? So what is this mind of Christ? Because Paul is telling us that we have the mind of Christ. This is 1 Corinthians 2, 16. He says, we have the mind of Christ. What is the mind of Christ? It means that we have the same purposes that Christ has. Amen. We have a new ambition. What is God's ambition? It's that God's glory will fill the earth and that everybody will know him. Hallelujah. If you're looking, if you're here, you don't know what to do with your life. That is what you are created for, to glorify God. So we have the mind of Christ. That should be your mind as well. It now means also we have the wisdom of Christ. So we don't... uh, Have you ever gone to someone for relationship advice and... You came out <laughs> worse than worse than you entered. You don't you don't you don't go to counsel to the word. 
from, you don't take counsel from the world. We take counsel about our lives from the Spirit. So the wisdom of God is now our wisdom. So we attend to lives, situations, and things. How? By the Spirit of God. Because what? We have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Tap your chest and call your name and say, I have the mind of Christ. So the world may look at you and like say, hey, you are following, you are following Jesus. This Jesus thing, I beg. You've lost your mind, but don't worry, you've gained the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, I have gained the mind of Christ. I have gained the mind of Christ. Glory to God. So the new creation person, we navigate life by the Spirit of God, hallelujah, by ha knowing that we have the mind of Christ now, that our lives is, not, is no longer ours, that we have the life of Christ, glory to God. So if your lived experience does not match what you see in the Word of God, you should start doing something, and you start doing what? Changing the way you think, remove these obstacles of fear. Remove these obstacles of covetousness, jealousy, and envy. Remove the obstacles of what? Of, 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 of what's the second third thing I said? Of strife and offense. Hallelujah. Then take on the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is wise. It is purposeful. Hallelujah. So we don't attend to situations... Um, uh, when Paul was talking about uh, being a new creation, the verse before that, he said that we no longer see, we know no man after the flesh. So the person sitting beside you is not an ordinary person. They are spirit beings. So we are spirit beings having an earthly experience. And how do we attend to situations? You attend to them on a spiritual basis. Do you understand? If you go to work, me, I don't know about you, but even my business decisions, I use spiritual when I deal with unbelievers, when I deal with secular world, I iron their head. And what I mean by that is I take them to God and I pray in tongues. Do you understand? Sometimes I may be in an office. You think I'm chewing gum. I'm praying. Because I want to make spiritual decisions. Are you with me? Try it. So how then do we start to adopt the mind of Christ? Prayer. Everyone say prayer. prayer. Do you know we think, eh? That our Christian journey, you know how Thanos took, had the last ring and everything just changed, you understand? It's not, you must conform, no, I mean you must transform through these practices of prayer. Pray! Because when you're praying, you're not just speaking to God, God is speaking to you and through you. Are you with me? Prayer is primarily, primarily about communion, it's about koinonia. So how then do we gain the mind of Christ? How then do we live out the mind of Christ? Number one, prayer. Number two, study. Carry the word of God and know what is in it. Know what's in it. If you read the book of Ephesians, um, this concept of already but not yet that I was talking to you about, um, if you read the book of Ephesians, you see what we have in Christ right now, what we have right now. If you read the book of Revelations, you see our future. 
So this concept of already but not yet, that we are glorified, but we are being glorified, and we will be glorified forever. He's saying in Scripture, but how do you know when you don't even know the thoughts of God? Carry your Bible and read. See what he has said concerning you. Amen. Amen. See what he has said concerning you. Prayer. What? Study. Number three, fellowship. You may have gone through a particular week and, and uh, a bad week or something. Gather with the brethren. Gather with the children of God. Amen. Gather with God and you just say, I know I'm going, you tell yourself, I know I'm going to be blessed in this service. I know I'm going to be blessed when I gather. Many of us, we are so in a hurry to leave after service. Stay, stay back. Many of us have found joy after, after service. Guy, wait a Amen. Don't just be in a hurry to leave the, commun- the, the, the community, communion of brethren. Do you understand? Enjoy. Know people. Encourage one another. Glory to God. As much as, as I'm the pastor, there's little I can do from here. You may speak to somebody here that may just change the trajectory of your life. Someone may speak a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. Uh, something spiritual to you. A hog has solved so many things. Glory to God. Prayer, study, fellowship. Do not, this, these are the things that we start to do that changes our pattern of thinking. Glory to God. Amen. Tribe, are you blessed? I want you to just bless the Lord. One minute, just pray, pray. Just bless him. Lift your voice and just bless him in your seat. Just bless the Lord. Just bless the Lord. Just say, Lord, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the experience I have in you. Thank you for the word you've spoken over me. Say, I am forever changed. Speak the word of God over your life. Say, my lived out experience may, must match the word of God. What I see in the word of God, what I see in the book, what I see in the scripts must be my lived out experience. So I have the joy of the Lord. I have the joy of the Lord. I am not anxious. I worry over nothing. My hands are blessed. Nothing dies in my hands. I have the Spirit of God. I have the mind of Christ. I am restored. I am full in the mighty name of Jesus. I covet nothing but the joy of the Lord. Come on, pray over yourself. Pray by yourself this morning.
Hallelujah. When I said we should put on the armor of God, I must make us understand that every war we go to, we are going not to win, but to show that we have won. Are you with me? Second Corinthians 10, Paul says that the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal. They are not flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. One of the things I should have mentioned also is that we believe the lie of the enemy. So when we look at the mirror often, we define ourselves by what we see. But I want you to come awake to what God sees. Are you with me? So the enemy deals with lies. He has never said a true thing. He deals with lies. And he speaks lies over the children of God. And often we carry these things and they become strongholds. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty before God. For what? I love the way they amplify this. It's for the overthrow and the pulling and destruction, pulling down. You don't negotiate with the enemy. Hallelujah. You don't negotiate with the lie of the enemy. Are you with me? You respond with the word of God. If he says you are a failure, I'm not a failure. I may have failed at an event, at something. It does not define who I am. Are you with me, tribe? Our lived out experience must be what the Lord says concerning us. So we pull down strongholds. Glory to God. We overthrow and we destroy. Then verse 5, Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself against the true knowledge of God, we lead every thought. Hallelujah. NLT, Romans 12, 2. He says what? Change the way you think. So what do you do? You control the way you think. It says you lead every thought and purpose away, captive in obedience to the Messiah. So uh, uh, Messiah, the anointed one. So thought arises. If it is not, if it doesn't look like Christ, you take it as captive. You say, get out of here. You don't belong here. Are you with me, Try. That is how we start to change. Do you know, I want us to redeem our imaginations because God gave us minds to see. So we must have redeemed imaginations. We must start to see as God sees. Are you with me, Try? So Paul was praying for the Ephesian church, Ephesians 3. He says, I pray you see the height, the depth, the breadth, the length, how deep, how wide the love of God is so that you experience it fully till you are filled with the fullness of God. Glory to God. I want to just pray by your eyes. Just say, Lord, let me see as you see. Because if the Lord is saying that we are filled to, uh, with the fullness of God, which means what's on the inside is more than what we can see. It means that we have the ability to contain God himself. And Paul is now saying that we should put on the whole armor of God. So you are bigger than the 
um, double XL or whatever size of shirt you are wearing. Your size is G, is God. Hallelujah. So pray, just say, Lord, open our eyes. Let us see what you are doing. Lord, open our eyes. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for the tribe. We are going through a new creation experience. An experience without offense, without jealousy or envy, without pride, without dishonor. Lord, but we are beholding you. We are seeing what you are saying concerning us. That we are loved. That we are sons. We are being grafted into the family of Christ. We are united in Christ Jesus. That our hands heal. Hallelujah. That our mouths prophesy. And our feet we take the good news to the ends of the earth. That we are victors. Hallelujah. Lord, open our eyes to see what you're doing in our generation and that we will not miss it. We'll be a part of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, King of Kings. Thank you, Lord of Lords, for what you're doing over us, what you're doing in us. For in Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and rating the podcast. We love you.